Hey game friends, GM John here. After the bomb, Pursuit of Knowledge is a crazy, furry, post-apocalyptic, sapient animal role-playing game, and the podcast may contain some themes or content that may be unsuitable for some listeners, so listener discretion is definitely advised. Specific content warnings for all Real Play Games podcast episodes will be listed in each episode's description. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. friends to the Real Play Game Podcast, a podcast where I, your game master, John, run my friends through a number of tabletop role-playing games, some of them pretty popular and some of them fairly obscure. This evening's game is actually going to be our eighth session of After the Bomb, Pursuit of Knowledge. The After the Bomb RPG is a post-apocalyptic furry animal RPG that is produced by Palladium Books. You can find out more about After the Bomb and the rest of their megaverse of role-playing games at www.palladiumbooks.com. Once again, with me, I always have my friends here. Let's go ahead and start with Rue. Rue, how you doing this evening? Doing good. This is Rue, and I play Bly Moons, the cat man who likes to explode things. <laughs> <laughs> and Obi as Arlo, the honey badger guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ames. I play Baranosti, who does not like it when her truck is damaged. Thank you very much. And I'm Harm. I play Lublet Thumblejump, a pack rat frog chimera, keeper of secrets and secret identities. (laughs) And since we need to go ahead and give a recap for last session, let's go ahead and toss it over to Andre Hardison. He was one of the two members of the uh, academic underground team that was rescued from the university in Millersville. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Things are kind of getting crazy out here. We just ended up getting into a huge fight with dog soldiers that ambushed us from the Empire of Humanity. We ended up taking some pretty serious damage to the vehicle that we were riding in when the driver decided to make a little pivot and run over a couple of them. But in the ensuing firefight, we managed to kill off what appeared to be the rest of the soldiers. A message had gone out on their head-mounted radios that indicated that there was going to be some kind of airstrike as well as some artillery coming. So everybody's a little bit on edge. But we managed to limp the vehicle back after Barra managed to single-handedly pull it out of the wreckage that she'd kind of created for herself. And on the way back, we encountered the rest of the group that had been sent out to take out the rest of the dog boys. As we headed back to the position where the rest of the caravan is, well, that's kind of where we left off. The wreckage she created for herself sounds like a great album name. Or an emo (laughs) band. Yeah, I didn't listen to them in high school. It probably would have been on Fuse. (laughs) So as you folks meet up, you're not that far away at this point from where the rest of the caravan is encamped. And at this point, the, the wagon has pulled up close enough for you all to speak to each other freely. I'm going to try to jump on the, the van as it's driving. Okay, I mean, especially with the way that it's shuddering and everything, that's not a super difficult task for you to achieve <laughs> while they're slowing down. 
you hop on top and there's a little piece of metal hanging from one of the door areas on the driver's side that falls off when you land on the roof. Lilith's just bouncing in her seat in the wagon, like next to Polly T. She's like, they're alive, they're alive, they're alive. She really wasn't quite sure that they'd be alive. I mean, she was showing her heart of hearts that Vara can't die, but she also was very afraid that Vara would die. <laughs> Polly T looks over at the truck and he's like, well, they definitely ended up getting into a pretty bad scrape. That's for sure. Lilith's going to go, Vara, is, our, is the truck okay? Is it dying? It is in dire need of some TLC. It'll be okay. But right now we got to get somewhere. Uh, I don't know where safe is. Somewhere safe. The Empire of Humanity is sending the bombings again. The caravan is hidden under an outcropping, right? It's hidden under. There's a bunch of structures. You're not sure what they are. We'll go up and out of the game again. It looks like it was an old Sonic no. <laughs> okay. That's completely overgrown to the point where there's little tunnels underneath all the roofs where you pull up to make your order. So if they're not aiming directly for us, like if they don't know that we're there, they won't know that we're there to aim for it directly. Unless they're just aiming for anything still standing because they were shooting out all the buildings. Okay. Well, Libla doesn't actually understand what bombing is. I mean, she's kind of seen it, but she thought it was birds in the sky. So I think she's just going to get kind of quiet as she re-remembers how much danger they're actually in and forgets her excitement over meeting her friends again. And she's just going to pull her tail up tightly and kind of cuddle up on the seat and wait for somebody else to make a good decision. (laughs) I'm going to climb into the van and go climb into the back of it, check my stuff. (laughs) Carefully, Bly. (laughs) (laughs) the dynamite the case jarred open and the dynamite is scattered all over the back (gasps) so is my catnip oh yeah Um, go ahead actually give me a save (laughs) non-lethal poison (laughs) toxins non-lethal yeah oh that's a three here's the positive side of that coin You managed to recover all of your dynamite and put it back in the case. (laughs) Negative side of the coin. You're high as a kite right now. Oh, no. (laughs) Bly is so dangerous when he's high. Is Bly as dangerous when he's high as he is when he's drunk? Well, he's super mellow from the catnip, so it kind of calms him down a little bit. But he's squeezing between Andre and Lavinia in the back seat to pick up all of the dynamite. And then he comes up and his pupils are just dilated. <laughs> like the scene in Birds of Prey. <laughs> when she yeah, gets the, the, the cocaine. Time, yeah, okay, we're safer now. Because the last time Bly was drunk, he took on Jason Voorhees. Technically, I'm useless right now. Oh, fun. Okay, well, how long does, are the effects of catnip on you? Let me go ahead and roll for that, actually. He's <laughs> through Don. We have to do this all without him, just dragging him with us. Oh, you lucky ducky. You're only going to be up for about 10 minutes. It got scattered around enough that there's not a lot of clumps left that you can get a real good buzz off of. It's just stirred up enough that you inhale a bit. Well, good. You're going to have a real fun time during the bombing. I think you'll get to sleep through it. <laughs> the yeah. dog he just like there's up a... around the dynamite yeah <laughs> my precious like my tail keeps hitting, hitting the people's heads in the back just like smacking them in the face and like back of the heads 
Polly T speaks up. He's like, so what do you want to do? We should head back the rest of the way, make sure everybody's all right. And then, you know, get ready for what's going to be coming. They said they're bringing out artillery and stuff, which means we're probably going to have to have at least some of us mobile take it out if we're going to survive this. Or we can just like try and book it. But I mean, them carts ain't that fast. My baby's not going to go much further. Looks like it's leaking out of the back. So that's never a good sign, eh? No. I can help with the mobile. Liblet's really scared, but she also knows that like there are not a lot of combatants in the wagon. So yeah, if we can switch from my truck to one of your carts or a couple of them, if we want to present multiple targets. Well, is he wanting us as decoys or just it, once the artillery starts firing, if they're firing on us, we need to go and fight the people at the artillery. There's not much we can do against them jets that they got. But if they got like soldiers and artillery out, we can take them out. I'm thinking they might end up running into some of our jets because we got some planes. You have planes? Not with us, but like the cartels got them. And if they're flying over our airspace, there's going to be some issues. Liblet's impressed. She didn't know planes existed and he's got some, but she's also terrified still. So (laughs) the impression only goes so far. Let's do it. Let's get my truck stored and get ready to roll out if needed. Okay, so they wheel the cart around as you start pulling the truck forwards. The problem is you get maybe a thousand feet away from the area and the truck dies. Do we have time to hide it? You've Well, by the time that you get back, it took about two, three minutes to have the conversation, we're going to say, and about five minutes to get back. The cart is still not there yet, so you've got 12 minutes approximately before whatever is supposed to be coming is happening. Okay, I'm going to put it in neutral and pull it by hand. I'm going to ask everyone to get out and hoof it while I pull it. <laughs> this is why Bobby's amazing. And Levitt's going to tell Polly T. They come to a stop as you're in the cart, and you can see everyone get out of the truck. And then you see Barak go to the front of it, reach underneath of it, and just start dragging it along. She's got it slightly elevated with both of her arms behind her, and the wheels are just kind of in the back. Well, the wheel in the back is rolling. (laughs) Is she going pretty fast with it? She does not move that quickly as is, but she's at a run for her right now. So she's pulling it behind her as she runs, which is pretty dang impressive. I'm running back and forth across the roads. And sometimes I'll leap across the road to one side to the other. And have the zoomies? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's like kicking at leaves and like his ears go back and his eyes just go wide. (laughs) I stop as I see you like, like, oh no, you saw me. And I run away. (laughs) Polly T leans over until Liblet. And he's like, yo, is your friend all right? I think he kind of lost it. Very, very mellow for 10 minutes. (laughs) She's watching. She's like, he likes catnip. Ah. You do manage to drag it back. Let's say it takes four minutes for you to do so, which is enough time for the cart to catch up and get into the area where everybody's kind of hiding out. I really didn't want my truck to be blowed up, so I'm glad. It's so impressive that you just are like, I'll carry it. It's like somebody (laughs) getting off their horse and picking it up. So we have how much time until the bombs drop? Eight minutes. We need to do more camouflaging. I like walk back, kind of shake myself off. What are we doing? <laughs> Liblet's going to say, 
quietly to Polly T because she's invisible so that the other rats don't see her again, as is her default around rats. Should we get the carts ready to run just in case? He's looking a little pensive and he says, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best idea. If, you know, if it looks like we're going to get hit real bad, they can start booking it. But I mean, they're not really fast enough. They're going to be able to totally get out of the way something. So we might end up losing some more carts. When frack rat caravans have to scatter, we when we camp, we put all our wagons pointing out in different directions. So if someone comes, they can only get one or two and not all of them. He gives a little smile. He's like, you know, frack rats sound kind of like Philly folk. And I can appreciate that. It's really weird that nobody really gives you guys shrift or nothing like that. But, you know, again, I'm going to have a talk with some people once I get home, assuming we live through this. And maybe I'll be able to change some hearts and minds, you know? Oh, she beams at him as much as a frack rat can. Um, He moves more towards the center of the area where it's more exposed. He says, all right, everybody, listen up. We're going to get ready to kind of scatter if we need to. So everybody knows how to get back to the 76 from here. So you're kind of on your own as far as getting there. So I'll be praying for you if we end up having to do it. But otherwise, you know, just hang tight in there and hopefully we'll all make it through it. Let's everybody who wants to let's get around and gather for a second. We can pray to St. Toretto. St. Toretto. That's a St. Toretto. Oh, Paulie T turns back to you and says, well, St. Toretto is the patron. Nothing to everyone else. He just turns to talk to the air. like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he kind of looks like he's explaining it to the rest of you as well, but he's we're all confused. He's like, St. Toretto is the patron saint of the families. And he's also the patron saint of driving. So he's got like a particular special place in the heart of the Transportatore <laughs> family. And that's why we all pray to him before we ever got something big going on. But what's a saint? Oh, they're special, like, people or animals who are, like, you know, better than regular people. Lilith glances at Bara. <laughs> like, don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> and they all start having a little prayer. St. Toretto, uh, thou who art fast and furious, hallowed <laughs> by name. We pray to thee and Letty. Amen, amen, amen. La Familia, let's ride. We live our lives quarter mile at a time. And everybody repeats, quarter mile at a time at the end. Lilith's just watching. She has no idea what's happening. I don't think Black Rats have a religion, so she's like looking around because maybe one of the saints is watching them. And since she doesn't see it, she figures maybe the saints can go invisible. All right, so what else does everybody have planned in the short amount of time you have before the dung hits the oscillator? Lilith's going to go to the van and pet it and tell it that it did a very good job and they're going to keep it safe and that it just needs to conserve its energy for healing. That's her plan. (laughs) She's helpful. I'm going to Polly to see about borrowing another rifle. Having trouble getting close enough to do any damage. He turns and he says, yeah, go in my car. I I got an M16 in there. If you you need an assault rifle. Yeah. Yeah, you load up. Load up, brother. Absolutely. You've been so good to us. Like, we can't tell you what we owe you. All right. Ride. Appreciate it. Yeah, you have an assault rifle with, let's say you can get two clips of ammunition from the back of the cart that they have. That appears to be, like, the the lead cart. That's his personal cart. Uh Huh. Do they have, because I have iron sights. Is there a better sight? Does anyone have a better sight than that? 
you would not really have time to install uh, a site to your weapon. They don't really have yeah. anything that would be applicable for it anyway. Um, is there a way for me to like see? I kind of would be like high. If there's a high place. I know a lot of it's been torn down and stuff like that. But is there like a high place? Go ahead and give me, give me a climb check. We'll see what you find that's suitable in the area based on your climbing skill. Climb rope or climbing? It would be climbing. Okay. I got a five out of 40. Oh, well, yeah. With that good of a roll, especially, you managed to find the biggest ruins in the area are a couple of hundred feet away from the main group. They're about two, maybe two and a half stories tall. It looks, you can't really tell what it was. Out of game, it looks like the remains of what used to be a church. Okay. And you clamber up into an area that you can see something had fallen through and collapsed that used to have been suspended there. And you see down on the bottom, there's like a big rusty curved item. Huh. I'm going to let you guys know about it. I'm going to post up there. You managed to find a nice little perch up there that you have a pretty good view of the surrounding area from. Liblet's going to move back to the group. So is Polly T splitting up his men to go with the carts, or are they staying with us to be the mobile attack team? It looks like he's split a couple of the people that are armed with the assault rifles or other more powerful-looking weapons to go off with the carts. There's four or five rodent cartel members left that are going to be pitching in to help with you folks, besides Mr. X and Polly T. He's like, all right, folks, I'm thinking, you know, especially if they know where we're located at, maybe we spread out a little bit more. That way, even if they drop a bomb, it ain't going to really take many people out. Yeah, but how are we going to split up as a group? Are we just staying in range with each other in, in the trees? Yeah, like fan out, like stay within range of each other. That's definitely a good idea. Liblet does not want to be by herself. She's definitely going with someone else. She's terrified. She doesn't understand quite what's happening, but she knows it's bad. Can I go with someone? She asks. He's like, yeah, stick with me. She glances around the group and then nods, I guess. We have five radios now, right? We should be able to hear them coming, potentially. Yeah, yeah. you do. You have a couple of the helmets that you took from the dog boys. You also got your other battle axe back, by the way, Bora. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't leave it stuck in the dog guy. I mean, I brought his body with me anyway, so if I had, I'd still have my axe. Were the bodies in the back of the van? Yes, they were. Yeah, I imagine that they probably piled them on top of it and just kind of used a bungee to hold them down. Piled up anymore because he was rooting around the bodies to try and find catnip. (laughs) They're up on top by the gun thing. I find it disturbing how many times you end up toting bodies on that van like deer. We need a roof rack. We need a hood ornament. You all fan out, and you can hear over the radio, there's some chatter. Jets are coming in fast and hot. Helicopter drop-off is on the way. We're going to drop in the middle of this old city, and then we're going to sweep southward where we believe the targets to be located. Try and soften them up with bombing first. Any units that are still in the area, respond on private line, and then the line cuts out. Is that where we are? You're not entirely certain. If you take a couple of minutes to look at the map and confab, you can figure it out. You just know you're somewhere east of the university. I think Bara has the map, so mm-hmm. Liblet's not going to know. She's just like, I'm scared. Yeah, well, I'm definitely looking at the map to try to place where they're targeting. 
I just realized they're probably going to target the building I'm in. <laughs> yes. I have a rocket launcher. You do. I'm going to take out an airplane. <laughs> well, you see off in the distance in the sky, two contrails of flame streaking forwards. And you can tell the firebirds have returned, Bly. They come swooping over the area, and they're so fast, you only have time to really make a short reaction before they're on you, folks. So, Bly, what is the thing that you are going to do? I want to use the rocket launcher. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll, Bly. They're going to know where you are. (laughs) Better hit. Now, since you have the heavy weapons proficiency, your total aimed shot on this is going to be a plus four. Oh, okay. I want to, like, tape dynamite to the front of the rocket. (laughs) Oh, 11 altogether? Okay, there's a flash of light, and you all on the ground see it coming from that location as there's a flare (laughs) as the rocket launches. And you said that was the 11 with the bonuses? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now I have to make an important roll to see how quickly the pilot notices something on the radar approaching. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yay. Yay. I rolled a 99. Oh. So let's, I'm just going to roll a flat dodge roll for him. He's not going to get any of the mechanical bonuses because your attack came kind of at a really perfect moment. Got a seven total. So he wins? Bly, the rocket goes flying forwards and you see it smash into the bottom of the jet <laughs> as it's yeah. flying. Go ahead and roll 2d6. <laughs> Uh, this will be the first time a moon has ever taken out one of these birds. Hopefully we take it out. I was say, Two assuming. and one. <laughs> I rolled really low. Two and one. Two oh, and one. No. So the rocket Three, yeah. hits it and immediately it starts altering its trajectory in the air. <laughs> it doesn't spin out or anything, but it peels back and you can see it. It makes like a loop as it pulls up in the air and starts heading back in the other direction. The other one drops its bombs. It's <laughs> like hunkered down on the ground, like a scared mouse, like just all big frog eyes and, you know, like a mouse. I'm all puffed up. Like, I'm like, yes! Like, I'm really excited. So my, my tail's puffed. I'm like... <laughs> Bly, you can actually see in the air these bombs falling towards where you're located at. But you know, as the adrenaline starts pumping wildly through your veins, that it's farther away than the pilot had realized. And you see it hit the ground on the little patch of road that you would use to to travel back towards where all the wagons were. And go ahead and actually give me give me another (laughs) check to see if you can keep your spot in the building from the impact wave that comes from this bomb landing. I should have tied myself to the building. Yeah, but then you couldn't jump out if you needed to. I'm, ooh, 56 of 40. Okay, so you are blasted from your perch from the shockwave from this thing. <laughs> you always land yeah. on your feet, right? I have riding reflexes. <laughs> yeah, you can try and roll with the impact, and I think you'll only take a quarter damage at that point. Yeah. So you would take, rounded up, it would be three damage if you make a successful roll. Uh, and that is a d20? D20 plus your roll with yeah, punch impact. And you're uh, too far for Livlet to contact. 
But she can't even check on you. Yeah. 14. So you only take three points of damage. You manage to land on your feet, but one of your feet lands on like a big chunk of broken rubble and it just like jabs you in the paw really painfully. On your toe beans? My toe toe beans. beans. No, your poor delicate toe bean. (laughs) From the vantage point of everyone else, you just see this bomb just make a crater and you see Bligo flying. And then land on his feet. Because of the smoke. So you would just see like it hit near where Bly was located and the (laughs) wall crumbles. I'm picturing the smoke clearing and him in like the superhero pose. (laughs) (laughs) That jet turns and heads in a wide arc and you can see it drops a couple more bombs before heading off in the direction that the other jet had headed. Lilith's just trembling. You also hear it sounds like something spinning really fast at a distance. Bly, you're the one that really hears it, even though you have ringing in your ears from the explosion. (laughs) I I can beat. I'll beat on the radio. Okay, anyone that still is carrying a radio, you hear a couple of beeping noises on it. Liblet, you hear it, so go ahead. What's your IQ? Well, Libla doesn't have a helmet, but she doesn't know how to use one and yeah. she can't talk on it anyway, so she wouldn't yeah. have one. Yeah, they they don't have a helmet, so. Arlo, uh, didn't you grab one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, he wasn't yeah. around when Bly was making that beeping sound, so he wouldn't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know Morse code, just beeping. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, but Bly- would they be responding angrily? Because that might be a hint that it's not the dogs. Oh, if anybody listens to the radio, you can hear, we ended up taking fire from those savages. Over. And then you hear another voice. Head back to forward base. Over. (laughs) I feel that helped us a lot. (laughs) I think surprisingly it did. (laughs) Unless they're regrouping to come back in force. (laughs) Yeah, I want to like search the horizon. I beep it a couple times when they hear the helicopter, but I'm going to search for the helicopter. You, especially with your night vision, you can see the run lights way off in the distance. You imagine it's a couple of thousand feet away, but there is a helicopter setting down relatively close to where you folks are. You can see it descend, especially because of how bright the moon is on that night. Only Black can or all of us can? He's closer to the location. You can all see something come down from the sky, but you can't see things getting out of it. Am I within 1,250 feet of it? No, you're farther away than that. I'm going to try to shoot it anyway. Okay, give me... (laughs) Give me an attack roll with a negative two on your D20. Come on. Like, I'm going to aim for the bubble in the front. Like, the wind, the things in the front. You're making an aim shot? Yes. Okay. I want to hit a pilot, you know? Then go ahead and... Yes. It'll be actually a minus three on your roll to hit. And that'll be your total. That's whatever you add to the roll. Okay, so I have a plus four, so plus one. No, no. With your plus four, it's going to be a minus three to make that shot. Because you're making a bald shot on the windshield from that (laughs) distance. I can do this. I can do this. Nat 20, let's go. I got it. Oh, five. (laughs) (laughs) 
you fire and it just ends up hitting a tree branch a good thousand feet before it would ever even have come close to hitting this thing. Well, they don't even know. (laughs) And you see vague shapes emerging from this thing. You can't really tell from that distance what they are, but they're bigger than dog boys. Um, I'm going to move back then closer to where I can tell Liblet bigger dog boys. She's going to tell Polly T. She's still trembling on the ground. She's been shaking since the pilots showed up. The first plane showed up. Um, Polly T reaches down and puts both of his hands on Liblet's shoulders slash neck. He's like, listen to me. You're going to be okay. We're going to get through all of this. All right. Nothing's going to happen to you. Them bombs missed us. And now we're going to go and kill ourselves some humans or whatever the hell is coming on in. She nods and says, Why well, says big things bigger than dogs are coming. Oh, well, Mr. X is bigger than a dog, too. And we, we've been holding the trick back just for this. I mean, we was planning on using it if any of the bombs were going to land right on us. But we kind of got lucky on that one. She perks up a little and glances over at Bara because Bara is also bigger than dogs. Yeah, he, 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 he nods more enthusiastically. He actually oh. says, why don't you go ahead and let your friends know now that we're like not hanging out from them planes no more? I'm feeling kind of emboldened, and I think maybe we should just take the fight to these guys. She calls out to her friends mentally. Polly T wants to fight them. I'm down. We can't let them get to the caravans because these guys can't fight. I don't care if I'm bringing access to a gunfight. I'm in. <laughs> I have a one. I have one piece of dynamite on me. I, I unfortunately lost the rocket launcher. <laughs> I mean, you tagged a jet with it. We're close enough. If you want more dynamite, live little, bring some. And you still should have the, did Lavinia give you a hand grenade too? I didn't get a hand grenade. No, we weren't there. I thought you had climbed in the back of the truck at that point, or was that after that? That was after that. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, well, I got a hand grenade. But if you ask, live little, bring you a dynamite. Yeah, I'll say, bring me one. (laughs) One? Just one? (laughs) I don't want to get too carried away. Then I only have seven dynamites. Hey, Lay's potato chips, if you want to sponsor us, you can only you can't just have one. <laughs> <laughs> or Pringles, uh, once you pop, you just can't stop. That's I feel right. like he holds it in his mouth while he runs. <laughs> okay, so Liblet's gonna scramble to the van to get a stick of dynamite and then run up to Polly T so they can go to it. I I'll fight. Yeah, you can see Lavinia and Andre also start coming. They're willing to join in as well, as are the couple rodent cartel members who were out with Polly T and Mr. X and the rest. She's still invisible, by the way, to constant invisibility. Yeah. And Polly T says, look, we just got to make sure at this point we overwhelm them with gunfire. I mean, unless they're dropping off a whole platoon, I figure we got more people than them. So just don't feel afraid to rip on them guns. We're only like 40, 50 miles away from the next refueling station, and I can get the family to end up sending us out some more ammo if we need it. She nods and glances to Bara and Arlo and waits for someone else to take the lead because that's what she does. She's not really going to lead the charge. Arlo kind of looks at his gun, inspects it, and kind of nodding, yeah. Seems like a better chance than just waiting for a heavier fire to come. Laura's mad about the state of her truck, but she's not stupid, so she's not leading because she has no gun. So yeah, they're waiting for Polly T, I guess, to lead the charge, especially because Mr. X has a secret weapon, which Levitt would have told them that Mr. X has something else. Oh, well, I guess she also would have been like, Mr. X is amazing, guys. He's got floppy hands. <laughs> Polly T starts motioning forwards and he says, 
If they end up trying to pin us down with gunfire or anything like that, everybody try and pack close to Mr. X for as long as he can hold out. He's got a little trick up his sleeve that's going to keep him from being able to cacus. Bly has left the range of their telepathy, and he's going to find a nice grassy knolls to set up. Okay, so Bly, give me a prowl roll. Oh, please let this work. (laughs) He's on a grassy knoll. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 55 out of 30. My tail crazy right now. Okay. So good at sneaking. Just sauntering so, out. <laughs> the group that is heading towards the conflict is moving through the rubble-strewn area where a lot of buildings had been previously, but it looks like it's either an explosion or some kind of massive damage took them out. It doesn't look recent. It looks like it happened a long time ago, so everything's really decayed. You end up having to clamber over a lot of stuff. And who would be at the lead of this group? I know Piero would probably go up front. He's actually picked up a machine pistol, so he's kind of ready to get... Lila has her crossbow out, so she's going to be probably next to Polly T and Mr. X. Because Mr. X hangs around Polly T, right? Oh, yeah. Mr. X is usually never more than 10 feet away from Polly T at any given time. And Mr. X and Polly T are the safe areas, so that's where she is. I guess that Arlo would be confident enough to be close to the front, at least middle back of the pack for Bara. Fair enough. Okay, so I want everybody in that group to give me a prowl check. If you don't have the prowl skill, is there anything you add to it? For you, you roll the percentile die. What is your physical prowess? 24. Okay, you want to roll under that. 59. Ah, 68. When you have a 10 and a 0, that's just 10, right? Correct. Okay, that gets just under my 15. No, it gets over my 5. I have minus 10% because of my claws. Sneaky group. That's us. Okay. <laughs> Prowling <laughs> along like some prowlers. You know how oh. cats hide behind something and they, they put their butts sticking out? I feel like that, that's blind. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like our whole group. Yeah. They just stick their face in a corner and are like, I'm hiding. You are all moving through the ruins of a relatively large building that's kind of been pulverized. So you're all maybe waist high at most in debris. It's not big enough to really provide that much of a cover for you. And you see coming around the corner, shining their lights on you as they do so, what look like two very, very large Empire of Humanity soldiers who are wearing a very advanced looking body armor. It's got a visor-style shield on the helmet that covers their head, and you can hear it whirring and making noises, like almost like machinery, as the two of them stride forward at a speed that is pretty much impossible for human beings to move at. Oh, no. And they spot you. Both of them appear to be carrying rifles, and you do not hear anything over the helmets that you have that have the radio on them. If they're functioning on a radio band, it's not the one that you're currently on. Why doesn't everybody go ahead and give me initiative checks? I was just going to ask who had it. Nobody does because nobody's surprised. And continuing Ooh. with Livlet's ah! glory, I rolled a three. I rolled a one. <laughs> 18. <It was> six. <laughs> 15. Okay, so we're good. yay for excelling by someone else not doing well isn't that often how we get by skin of our teeth i'm burning these dice 
because somebody else <laughs> fails. Like she can't succeed on her own. It's hard to be a Frakrat. So Bly, you have the first shot on the initiative. Do I see these people? From the location that you're at, you see a third one coming around that doesn't seem to have noticed you directly, but it definitely is heading towards what it believes is the main conflict. So it won't be surprised it's expecting danger, but it doesn't seem to know exactly where you're at. All right, I'm going to shoot it. All right. I'm going to aim at the head. It's called shot. So I have a four, so it'd be a two. For the head, because it's such a small target, it would be a minus four, sorry. So yeah, it'd be a flat roll. All right. Six. It strikes the armor on that thing. You actually end up hitting it in the leg. Go ahead and roll for damage. First blood goes to fly. (laughs) I'm assuming these things bleed. Well, I'm already bleeding, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Ten. The bullet ricochets off of the armor. You can see it it took like a little chunk out of the plating on the leg, but it bounces off when it hits, and you see it bounce off. Not great. (laughs) And the figure in the armor turns... And a spotlight mounted on the front of its one of its arms, like a little like high-powered flashlight, encircles you as it points at you. Are you invisible? Yeah, I would have been running around invisible. Yeah, but they can still tell where the shot came from. Run, yeah. Especially because you made a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going with a, a quick burst of fire. The ones in front of us. What would I add to the strike for... Plus one, because you're firing a burst. Six. Okay, once again, the bullets, they seem to just end up hitting the armor, but go ahead and roll for your damage on that. Do you need the uh, damage value for it? Was it a 5d6? Is it the same as the Cardanian assault rifle? Yeah, it's effectively the same as a Cardanian assault rifle. I'll throw dynamite at this one person. That's all I want to do right now. Three round burst will be d6 times 10. Okay. 40? Wow. You blast it with a couple of rounds, and those strike across the chest, and you can see you've definitely left a little bit of damage on the chest plating on it. Still, however, these things are incredibly well-armored. Yeah. From there, Andre jumps over some rubble, and he tries to run a little bit further ahead so he can get in a better range to use the machine pistol he's carrying. Lavinia crouches behind a bit of rubble and takes a shot at the one that you just ended up hitting, Arlo. She hits it, but also ends up, again, striking it, this time on the right leg. Wow, she blasts a big chunk off of the right leg with the bolt-action rifle she's carrying, though. Then, a couple of the rodent cartel members open fire on these two. Alright, it's hard to tell who's hitting and who's missing. But one of these armored figures, not the one that's been soaking up most of the damage that everybody else has been doing, but the other one that's relatively unhurt gets just slammed with assault weapon and machine gun fire. And you can see both shoulders and the chest plate on it are in really bad condition at this point. And the helmet on it is cracked as well. It worked for me once. I'm going to throw my axe at one of them. The one that you were just describing as more damaged. Okay, with the distance that you're at, you'd have a minus four on the attack roll for your total to hit. 
because you would be winging that thing as on a wing and a prayer. I hate how far away we are. Is it possible for me to run closer, relatively undercover, as far as I can? You can work on trying to get closer to them for sure over the course of the next round or so. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right, so you start taking cover behind some of the bigger chunks of rubble since you're a little bit bigger of a target than most people are. And you start heading forwards, making sure that if you get shot at, you're probably going to have a little bit of cover. I'm hoping they'll be paying more attention to all the guns shooting at them. You see, striding forwards, Mr. X doesn't really make that much of an effort to get down, first of all, because a nine-foot-tall being is going to have a hard time hiding behind anything. But Polly T is following pretty close behind him, and you see Mr. X lift both of his hands up, and much like the kind of beams that were coming out of his hands previously, you see electricity start jumping from his long, droopy fingers, but it makes a hemispherical dome around him and Polly T, and I assume Liblet, as they start moving forwards. And you can see it's about 10 feet wide, so it gives pretty good coverage to whatever's behind them, too. See, magic wiggle fingers, Liblet tells the group. She's going to shoot her an explosive crossbow bolt at the one that's hurt the most. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll on it. 17. You end up shooting it. You shoot the one that had its shoulder plates and chest plates severely damaged, and you pop it right in the area where the chest plate was for the most part and blast another big chunk of it off. What's your damage? 17. You can see part of what looks like a suit of armoring underneath. This looks like maybe some kind of shell or exoskeleton, especially knowing what you know about bugs. You're very confused. Yeah, I I think they probably, humans are starting to grow shells, and that's the worst. They're getting bigger and shellier, and Liblet can't think of a worse nightmare. Is she in range of Bly? Yeah, let's say you are. That's fine. Okay, she's just going to call out to Bly. I have your dynamite in my bag. I say, oh yeah, I say there's another one coming. Okay, she lets Holly T know. Okay, now it is the Empire of Humanity's turns. Oh no, goodbye Bly. Oh, Bly. The one you shot at turns and holds its forearm up towards you, and you can see that something starts flaring, like, within the beam of light that's focused in the area that you're at, and suddenly a bright beam of energy shoots off of the forearm and towards you Uh. as the suit kind of leaps in the air forwards towards you. Now, you're still not visible because he failed his roll against psionics to try and see you. But he's got an approximation of where you're at. I find that concerning. And you can't dodge, right? No, you can only dodge in melee. No, for trying to dodge things like gunfire or any kind of energy weapon, you can make a dodge, but it's going to only have half of your normal dodge bonus at best on it. It's very difficult to dodge gunfire unless you're like extremely good at dodging in the first place. Makes sense. Bullets are pretty fast. Yeah. Kind of their thing. Yeah, and this is energy, so it's probably even faster than a bullet. Are cats faster than light? The world may never know. (laughs) We might know very soon. You do have to beat a 10 to try and dodge this, because it does look like it's coming directly at you. Yeah, I'm going to try. So I have a dodge plus two, so it's a plus one right now? Correct. That uses one of my actions, right? It would, yes. So you'll only have two more actions for this melee round. 17, 18. 
invisibly and for the first time silently you flip directly (laughs) out of the position that you're in and as you're flipping the beam of energy goes underneath of you to the point where you can almost smell the sizzle of the ion beam that's flying past you but you land like probably five or ten feet closer to him than you had been previously for the other people that are currently squaring off against the two that have appeared where the bulk of the group is let's see i'm gonna randomly determine who gets shot at I should melee him. Oh, goodness. He seems like he's going to be strong. Okay. New people are getting targeted. The first one is going to be Lavinia. The rubble that she was hiding behind, as this figure lifts up the rifle it's carrying, ends up getting more or less vaporized as a beam of energy hits it, but Lavinia is completely safe in the now open area where she you know, had previously been undercover. Meanwhile, Arlo... Uh-huh. You are being targeted by a shot as well. Oh no! Might have to be a named character <laughs> because the dice—they are not a fair. That's equal and cruel. All right, Arlo, you need to beat a sixteen if you want to try and dodge the energy blast that's heading towards you. Okay. And it will use one of your actions. Fourteen. Arlo, you have any dodge boosts? There's nothing written in the space. Okay. There's nothing that he has, unfortunately. (laughs) Arlo, as you try and leap out of the way, you are struck in the shoulder by this energy beam. That's a lot of rolling. I know. Arlo, you take 23 points of SDC damage as your arm is flash burned by an ion blast. Obviously, you don't roll as many ones on damage as I do. No. And that's that's not to your armor. That's to you. Yeah. I'm thinking Honey Badger oh. do care. Got it. Yeah, so you've got a painful but not super extensive burn on your arm. Blight, you now see to your heart coming leaping out of the distance is another one of these suits that's converging on your location. Oh, no. Dynamite. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Are they within 10 feet of each other? Not currently. Will the they? one is about 20 feet behind the other. No, I'm going to take care of the first one first. I'm going to take my dynamite, light it, and throw it. All right. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. 11. From out of nowhere, there's a small flame for a moment, and then a sparking as Bly lights a stick of dynamite while invisible, <laughs> and then hurls it directly at the feet of the nearest Empire of Humanity soldier. The soldier tries to leap out of the way. Guess what I rolled? A one? A one. Yeah. (laughs) As it's leaping, the dynamite goes off directly underneath of its feet. Go ahead and roll for your damage, and then we're going to see how easily it lands. One, so ten. Why do we roll so bad on damage? I know. I wanted a four. I wanted 40. Yeah. Okay, well, the good news is the blast from the stick of dynamite is powerful enough to send it tilting over so it's not able to land when it hits the ground, like it doesn't get its feet. And you can see immediately that whoever is inside of it is kind of flailing their arms a little bit. It appears these things are a little hard to get back up off of the ground. (gasps) I can knock them down. Do we see where Bly is? You can definitely see there's an explosion over where you believed Bly to be. But it's like on a different road than we're on. 
it's behind enough rubble that it's kind of hard to see what's going on over there. Okay. Oof. Though I'm in pain, I see the damage actually being done. So I see that these things aren't impervious. So I continue to roll poorly. (laughs) Okay. uh, How about a six? I mean, a six hits and the suit that you strike does not move out of the way. Uh, Okay. D6 times 10 on damage. 40. The more damaged suit out of the two gets blasted, and you can see at this point that most of the chest piece is missing, and there's pretty extensive damage to the thighs on it as well. It looks like the person inside has a light armored jumpsuit on, but you have blasted through the front of this armor, and the searchlight on it is kind of weaving in and out. You can see it looks like it's having some problems. Taking a cue from you, Lavinia just racks another shot in her gun and tries to shoot at the same thing you just did. Those AU folks like to fight. Oh, my goodness. Lavinia just rolled a 20. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, keep rolling those for our guys. You know, it's better for you than if I roll it for the Empire, folks. Exactly. One's for the Empire. You see the suit that you just damaged reel back a couple of steps as she shoots it and hits it directly on the armored jumpsuit, and you can finally see there's blood coming out from it. Nice. They bleed. All that for a drop of blood. The road cartel folks start shooting again. One of them screams as their machine gun jams and explodes. One? Yes, correct. One of them. No, I mean, did they roll a one? They rolled a natural one, correct. (laughs) But with the rest of the focused gunfire coming from the rodent cartel, the suit that was more badly damaged goes down. I'm still noticeably far away from them, right? You are. You don't know if you could huck your axe at them, but you feel like you could probably chuck that grenade that you have far enough. Yay! Yeah. We'll do that. That sounds nice. I think it's like pyromaniacs. <laughs> we little bit, aren't we? Gee, some grenades would be nice. <laughs> I think you have one too. You have one frag grenade, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a 17. Oh, no. So the other suit <laughs> sees this grenade coming and tries to get out of the way. There's no feasible way for them to do it with the dodge bonus that they have. (laughs) Just being honest. So go ahead and roll for the damage on that. It'll be D4 times 10. 30. It lands and you see one of the legs on this thing just blows. You you strip the leg on this thing of armor. You can see underneath that it looks like a boot in a suit. And it's leaning kind of funny now. (laughs) With Mr. X still holding the shielding up, you can see that propping himself up on a little bit of debris, Polly T takes a shot at the one that you had just ended up hitting with the grenade. Yeah, and he hits it with another burst of machine gun fire and does some serious damage to its torso. It is looking very badly depleted of its armor. Liblet. All right, she's going to shoot again with another explosive bolt for 12. 12 hits. I should have got explosive ammo. Next time. It's very blind. <laughs> yes. 15. 
you fire it kind of in a little bit of an upwards arc. And when it hits and lands in, you see it damages one of the guns mounted on one of its forearms when it explodes. Nice. Bly, the one that you blasted is trying to right itself. And you can hear the sound of motors whirring and straining as it's trying (laughs) to get upright. However, the one that had been pushing through the area, suddenly you see a little flare come out of their feet as they leap forwards. And they fire. It's not a rifle. This one, it looks like a heavier weapon. You're kind of familiar with these. It's a grenade launcher. Oh. And we're going to see what happens when it shoots at you, your general direction. Bly, you want to give me a dodge roll? Yes. Okay. Ah, where am I? Sorry, I, I lost it. I lost, ah, I lost my sheet. It's all right. You need to beat an 11. And you have a two dodge normally, right? Yeah. So you'd have a plus one on this. 19 for a 20. (laughs) Wow. Cat-like reflexes is a thing that you are 100% possessed of because you leap up and jump into a tree as this grenade hits the ground and explodes where you had been just a couple of moments before. You manage to sink your claws deep enough into the branch that as it gets blasted (laughs) off, you kind of just ride it onto the ground. So cool. (laughs) I just picture you know when you throw like those like weird toys at cats and they jump out of the way. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> that was what I was picturing. And then you like surf it to the ground, which is so cool, but no one can see it because you're invisible. That's what I was just thinking is the saddest thing about the whole part. Yeah, that was bitching. You like jumped out of the way of a bomb. Bly, from your perch, you see something fire off from behind a portion of a ruined building. It doesn't look like a rocket, but it's bigger than a grenade. And it goes in a low and lazy arc right towards where Mr. X is located. Uh-oh. <laughs> Incoming! <laughs> well, as it hits the electrostatic field that Mr. X has created, you see, for a moment, he drops to the ground on one knee. As it almost bends inwards, as you see, Liblet, this massive explosion right in front of you and Polly T. You can even feel some of the heat from it. And you see for the first time, there's sweat coming down off of Mr. X's head as he's holding his hands up with his fingers drooping and trying to keep this field up. But it's definitely wavering now. He pats him. You can do it. You can do it. God, I want to finish these guys off. I don't think I can do it alone. You have one action left. I have your dynamite. Yeah, you have my dynamite. I was just holding them off so you wouldn't have to face four at a time. I need to go see what that is. So I'm going to take off and go see where what that thing was that fired that thing. Okay, so as you head off running and leap over some scree and a bit of debris, you can see a fifth person in the same kind of armor. And they have some kind of tripod-based weapon set on the ground. You hear a whirring sound. And as you look up in the air, you see what looks like a tiny little bird hovering over the area. And it seems to be just staying in one place and looking downwards. You can kill a bird. (laughs) I'll take that out next round. Yeah, and I'll say there are two. I hurt one. One's coming. There's a guy with a bird in the sky. Shoot, I'll let Politino. I'm shooting again the one there's just one that lost the armor on his leg but uh correct yeah and this is your last action for the round because you uh dodged once yeah so that attack was a 19 plus one for two nice (laughs) let's see something real quick Arlo go ahead and roll damage for your burst because that's what you're using right yeah 
Okay. 20. You hit it in an unarmored portion. Uh Uh-huh. You see blood come out when your shots land, and they stagger back a bit. This person is not in very good straits at the moment. Lavinia and Andre. uh, Andre springs up and starts spraying bullets from the machine pistol that he has, while Lavinia takes another shot at the one that you were just popping at, Arlo. Oh, Lord. They both went over the armor rating, too. With the three of your combined fire, you take the other suit down. Nice. So now there's Ooh. only the ones that Bly was up against and because he's been up against all the ones we haven't. Yeah, there's one that had fallen down that is trying to right itself, another one that was chasing Bly, and one that is firing some kind of weapon into your part of the fight. Okay. The rodent cartel members, hearing the explosions coming from the distance where Bly's located at, start moving through the ruins to head towards his area. Would Polly T have told them what they're up against? Because Liblet's been telling them what Arlo's relayed. Well, that and yeah, they that and the fact that they've seen the other suits, they assume that there's more of them over there. Okay, cool. But they're in pretty good spirits because only one of their members has been injured thus far, and that's the one that had the malfunctioning gun. Yeah, we're deserving of good spirits at this point. Not cockiness, just good spirits. So there's none immediately in front of us anymore, just over there. So I'm going to head with the rat guys, too, over to the... You know what? No. Ah, Decisions. Okay, no. Bara is going to get a closer look at the armor suit thing that these guys are wearing. Okay, so you're going to head over to where they're at? Yeah, one of the ones that's down. Okay, as even as you're getting close, go ahead and give me a mechanical engineering check. Take the armor. Wear the armor. Wear an armor. Oh, it's close. 73 out of a 65. Okay, you're, you're not certain, but you know that the tech level on this armor is far superior to anything possessed by Cardania, even by the academic underground. You're just not sure. You wouldn't be able to make heads or tails of it. You're not really super big on armoring or robotics or anything like that, or exoskeletons. So we should definitely bring some with us when we leave. Absolutely. (laughs) And Liblet, I take it you're going to head with the rest of the group? Yeah, I'm sticking close to Mr. X and Polly T. As you head towards the area where Bly had been located at, you see one of the Empire soldiers helping another one up from its position on the ground. Bly, it is back to your turn. Is this new actions? It is. You see another round being fired from that machine, but it's well out of range of any of the group. You don't know that, but you see another shot from the weapon being fired. Yeah, we're going to go to a new round of actions. Did I get okay. all my actions? You're going to be able to move a little bit further ahead. You're going to be okay. with Polly T and Mr. X towards the front of the group. Because okay. they had actions left over, too. Okay, cool. Um, do I know if, like, the thing above me is anything related to, like, because what I know, like... If it's, no. It's, okay. that's, that's way out of your league. That would be something uh, that Barra would have trouble figuring out. All right, well, then I'm just going to take aim at this guy and shoot. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and make your shot. It doesn't appear that he's aware that you're there. 16. It hits the armoring. You hit it in the shoulder and the bullet strikes. It looks like it ends up hitting the armor pretty clean, but it doesn't go all the way through. You know that. 
hate this armor. 17 to the armor, I guess, right? Yeah, you, you take a chunk out of the shoulder of it, but the figure then notices where you're at, and it doesn't appear that they're fooled by your invisibility either. Uh-oh. You also <laughs> see the little bird thing in the air turn and position itself so it looks like it's looking at you. Arlo, you're just coming up towards the back part of the group that sees the armored figure trying to help the other armored figure up, which at this point, they've helped them back up to their feet. I keep trying to think if there's something better to do than just keep shooting, but nope, just keep shooting. Well, you also have a frag grenade. Oh, that could handle. Okay, let me try that. Why did I try the grenade? If I rolled a five, what does that mean? Okay, here's what we're going to have to do. Oh, no. I'm going to roll randomly because you did not manage to get close. And there's a possibility, just a possibility. No, you just throw it far enough away that it explodes without any real consequences. You you throw it, but your arm jerks to the left a little bit. So you're way off target. Oh, thank goodness. I was so afraid we were all going to get hit by a grenade. (laughs) Grenades fall. Everyone dies. (laughs) Goodbye, Bly. Good job dodging that other shit. (laughs) Yeah. For her part, Lavinia also grabs one of the grenades and hucks it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everybody's suffering from grenade luck right now because she also barely manages to get it clear from the rest of the group before it explodes. Everyone stop throwing grenades. Liblet decides that she's not going to suggest that frack rats have grenades. <laughs> Fortunately, so poorly. Andre, for his part, fires his machine pistol and hits one of the armor suits. So he takes a couple of chunks out of it. Tiny chunks, though. It's not a high count. Cal- it's a nine millimeter hand machine gun. The Roden cartel folks, one of them is currently wrapping his hand towards the back of the group and can no longer shoot. Another one runs out of ammunition. And they are firing wildly. At this point, none of them managed to strike pay dirt. They're hyped up on adrenaline and shooting very dangerously. <laughs> can I see the bird in the sky thing? No, it's, it's a bit further away for you to see. I'm just going to work my way closer to the group. Okay, yeah, you feel pretty confident that in a couple of seconds, you'll probably be able to have enough muscle to huck your axe at one of them if you want to. Mr. X lowers the shield that he had been trying to maintain and hucks a lightning bolt at one of the suits. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So cool, so deadly. Stop saying that. One of the rodent cartel members is running in front trying to get a better position to fire on these things. Gets struck by the bolt. Let's see what that poor sucker takes. Okay. He screams and drops to the ground. It doesn't appear that he's unconscious, but it hurt him to run into that bolt of electricity. And you can see the corners of Mr. X's mouth go down a little bit. But that's like, it could have happened to anyone. (laughs) <laughs> Polly T opens fire on these guys. He's he's feeling pretty emboldened and hits one, but just on their armor plating and barely wings it, so it's not a lot of damage at all. What enemies can she see at this point? She can see the two soldiers that are standing in the armored suits. Neither one of them appears to have sustained a ton of damage at this point. 
she's going to shoot at whatever the closest one is. Oh, they're uh, equidistant. So if she hits one with an explosive bolt, it's probably going to hit the other one. They're standing next to each other. But then she's going to aim for him. Okay. I got an eight. Oh, wow. One of them <laughs> leaps out of the way. They both saw it coming, but one still gets shot in the chest as it tries to jump out of the way of your bolt. <laughs> Fifteen. Both of them get hit as your bolt explodes and sends shrapnel into them. You can see that there's uh, some brand new scorch and damage marks on both of their chest plates. And one of them fires a grenade towards where Polly T, Mr. X, and you, Liblet, are located. Oh, no! I got a 16. Versus my AR of 12? Yeah. So that'll be going to your SDC instead, because that overrides your armor. Should I dodge? Can I dodge? You can try to. It'll be half your normal dodge modifier. And it's coming towards me, Polly T, and Mr. X? Correct. Can I try and yank Polly T out of the way, too? I don't Uh, think I can move Mr. X. If you try to pull Polly T out of the way, you'll just roll a flat D20 on your dodge. Yeah, I think she'd try it, even though I imagine he probably has a higher dodge than she does. I got an 11. As you try and pull Polly T out of the way, your tongue kind of wraps around him and yanks him, but Polly T is heavier than you. Yeah. So instead of you jumping and kind of dragging him out of the way, he acts more like an anchor and holds you in place as you try and jump. And then the grenade explodes somewhere between Mr. X's feet and Polly T's. Oh, no. Now, here's the good news. The burst is not that painful. You all take 10 points of damage as the shrapnel hits. So luckily, it landed in a fairly soft pile of dirt, and it's more dirt than metal hitting you. And that's against my personal SDC, right? Correct. Okay. The other soldier seems like he's aiming the forearm blaster directly at Mr. X, and it fires, and it hits him. Not Mr. X. He was going to be the godfather to all my frack rat babies. And Mr. X goes, as the shot tears into him and burns away part of the suit that he's wearing. And you can see singed flesh underneath where his upper left arm has been burnt pretty badly. Mr. X. Why? You see another round come out of the machine after the person spends a moment or two repositioning it. Do I know what this machine is? What's your IQ? 12. Okay, I'm going to give you a plus 20% on it because you know heavy weapons pretty well. So roll a percentile dice and get under a 32. 32 or under. 80. You have no idea what this is, but you watch as whatever kind of projectile it shoots out goes flying up in the air and then coming straight down towards the location you're in. You think it's going to land a couple of feet away from you. Do you want to try and roll dodge? Yes. Go ahead and give me that dodge roll. You need to beat an 11. It's a plus one. Oh, six. Okay, as the round lands, Ah. fortunately, your spider silk armor absorbs the brunt of the impact. But it is just flash burnt off of you. You take 40 points of damage to your armor. 40? Yeah. You're like, you want armor, Smith. (laughs) And you can see the little bird thing starts coming closer towards you, and a tiny set of red beams comes out of it and locks onto your body. Oh, I don't like that. 
Is Bly Moons about to get wrecked by a mechanical bird? Where did Piero run off to again? And what kind of idiot game master ends an episode in the middle of a combat? Find out the answer to some of these questions and more on the next episode of After the Bottom, Pursuit of Knowledge. Pursuit of Knowledge is a Real Play Games podcast production. After the Bomb RPG and Megaverse are copyrights and registered trademarks owned by Palladium Books and used with permission. You can find the After the Bomb role-playing game and all of Palladium Books' other fantastic RPG products at www.palladiumbooks.com. Additional thanks to Rally of the Forums and the Megaverse for additional concepts, ideas, and inspiration. Our theme song is Uplifting Ballad by the talented Alexander Nakarada and is used under extended license, which includes sync licensing. His wide range of work can be found at www.serpentsoundstudios.com. If you want to get in touch with GM John or the cast, please feel free to reach out to us via email at realplaygamespodcast at gmail.com, chat with us on Twitter at realplaypod, or check out our website at realplaygamespod.com. If you'd like to help support the show outside of listening, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Real Play Games Pod. We appreciate your support.